0: Hey everybody, Jared here to tell you who won the Song Contest from episode 50. Michael Sandoval gave us the hint, which was, does this place actually exist? A similar question is asked by those who inhabit it. The correct answer was given by Andrew Mogan, who guessed the game as Final Fantasy IX and the song Black Mage Village. So, Andrew, send us your hint and song for the future episode. And now, here's episode 51. up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? To my left, Zachary Parks, what's happening? Jones fall at the table there. Well,
1: my elbow did. little <laughs> little slip. Yeah, little.
0: little, slip. little bit.
1: Well,
2: it's these new microphones. He can't get yeah, his bearings. I'm
0: disoriented.
1: <laughs>
2: his spatial reasoning is we, all off. We, all goofy we now. can't get placed. Yeah, we're trying strange.
0: this out for an episode. See if these new guards work better than our old ones. I like these better. <laughs> I can because, already. I can a, already tell you. I don't, don't my like whole it face <laughs> now. I don't yeah, have this weird beautiful face. That's true. You
2: were always at a disadvantage.
0: Yeah, no one. And it always looks like I'm Wilson from Home Improvement hiding behind the fence. Yes, just see. But everybody loves Wilson. I know. And it's fitting because my last name is Wilson. So Uh that works.
2: See, it works on all levels. So why are you trying to break it, man? Because I did. I still didn't like how it looked on camera.
1: We might not have the most listeners, but I think we're the most beautiful podcast. And I think, think a great so, new yeah. microphone, yeah. great Mechanics well, are very attractive. New, yes, these, these work in our favor. Th- I agree. Yeah, I agree. I
0: agree.
2: Team Chat Podcast, better than you.
0: <laughs> our new tagline, better than you. <laughs> but if you do not know, this is Team Chat Podcast, a video game podcast where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. If you would like to get in contact with us or follow us on the social media, you can do that by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast@gmail.com. At Finding us on Facebook, liking us on, following us on Twitter, uh, and you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch each episode in video format. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that as well by going to Patreon.com/teamchatpodcast, where if you give us a little bit of money, we give you some cool perks like getting the episodes early before the general Tuesday release. So, so we also have a song contest, which as of this recording, where has not been guessed yet. The one Michael's. Michael Sandoval's hint from last week has yet to be guessed.
2: And, you remember the and hint? we're drawing a. It was a really good, it hint, a good wasn't hint.
0: It was a good hint. Actually, ooh, I have it in my hand. It's in a notebook. Oh, thank God. The <laughs> hint was Does this place actually exist? A similar yeah. question is asked by those who inhabit it. Nobody's guessed it yet. So Wait,
2: if, I have a guess. You do? Can I just say it right now? Go for yeah. it. Fury. No. Damn it. <laughs> I oh, was I trying to Jared think knows. of what I think I know, I know about you know, Michael Sandoval.
1: I know all. Oh. Is it a tough one?
0: Yeah. Like yes. I, I mean,
1: Wait, mean, so do you yes. think
2: it's a game that either Zach or I would even remotely know? No. I think you would. Ah, I'm that's balls. To me. You just
0: insulted
2: me. I know
1: you wouldn't. Like it. get again He's insulted me. Is it
2: the no, finished I, uh, goose game? What is it? Unfinished swan? <laughs> goose
0: game. Uh, it's artistic achievement. Oh man. So, uh, if by the before by the time we put this out, somebody guesses it, I'll put something at the beginning. You've already seen it at this point uh, saying who did when. But stick around to the end of the episode where Zach. That's what I was going to ask. We'll get to present his hint.
1: And that, so I, I'll present my hint and then. Um, we'll hear we'll, your, and we'll hear your song. Uh-huh. Right. And then people get to guess on that. Yeah. And then also the past one. Well, no, well,
0: we, we cut it off.
1: Oh, it's done. Yeah, yeah. it's done. Uh, By the time
0: this episode comes out, the L.S. one's done, and okay. I get to pick the new one.
1: Future because-
2: Jarrett will let us know if anybody got it right. Oh, thanks, yeah.
0: Future Jarrett.
1: Thanks,
2: Future Jarrett. You're welcome.
1: He was here.
0: You're welcome. Instead of <laughs> He's a cool guy. <laughs> He's a Everybody really, cool. Like- He's a stand-up guy.
3: <laughs> really handsome. Oh. Jeez. Jeez. I'm not talking about you. I'm I know. About future, I'm, I'm talking to Future Jared. Yeah.
0: Future Jared is uh, sending messages uh, 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 whatever. That's whatever. so good. It's getting so neither confusing
2: I not there. I am going to make Compliment future, future Jared accepted, a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. So future that you can Jared. wear it every time he comes on. So it's always known. <laughs> it's going to be really janky like in crayon Future yes. Jared. Yeah. <laughs> up to <laughs> Uh, What size t-shirt do you wear? You can Um, can be aware. uh, You
0: know. If I want to feel thin, I wear a large. If I want to feel (laughs) comfortable, I wear an extra large. Uh, Okay, so today's show. Coming off of last week's most anticipated games of 2017, this week we're going back to a deeper dive into individual games themselves with our favorite character introductions in a game. Now this one I have to say I had to think long and hard about it Mm -hmm. because I've played a multitude of games, but for some reason thinking I could not think of one after like when we first decided on this topic I was like none of them seemed great but so I like really had to think about it yeah yeah yeah. but I was able to find some okay so I'm I'm curious (laughs) I'm because I was trying to. I almost was like well maybe I won't I'll just let them lead this conversation we'll see how this goes I give up <laughs> 3 in the just, afternoon we record 3 hours it's, it's hard it, you know just just call it now uh, but no so I figured I would see you know
2: well, so, for funsies, real quick, you know how much I love the Uncharted series, right? yeah, yeah. It's my favorite. Like, three, it's so though, right? great. And just for funsies, like, I already knew most of the ones I was going to talk about. Okay. One is very recent, two are pretty old, and mm. I love them all. That's what
0: I was equally. interested yeah. to see, how much of a gap there would be. Yeah, Might have like a good amount of
2: variety. Like obscure, yeah, most of them old, are pretty well-known, but one is at least pretty old. Okay. And so just for funsies, after I'd already gotten my little list together, I was like, hey, I wonder what the internet has to say about this. You know how we yeah, all go yeah, yeah. on Wikipedia binges. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, what does everybody else think the best intros ever are? And Uncharted 2 made the cut, and I was like, no. no. I saw that. <laughs> I
0: think we probably looked at the same we list. We probably list did. And they were because like, I, uh, they
2: I to look at it Uncharted 2 <laughs> as... <laughs> A <laughs> deserving or at least or or even fantastic game and I was like, No, no, no,
1: no. This list is bullshit. All of that
2: is wrong.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: trust and you I was no. like
2: immediately discredited signing out closed tab.
0: I what don't trust the internet. That? I don't
2: trust Uncharted and anybody. That I was hoping
0: for a little bit more than that one Uncharted list. Too. That was just 20, yeah. 20 yeah, characters. It
2: wasn't even that many. It wasn't. It was like ten. Yeah, it wasn't. And even I was like, 20. man,
0: there's not a and whole lot of them research was to go. On. And I was it's like no. Nope. It's a sort of specific. <laughs> it's a very topic. niche topic, yeah. which is great which because is cool. now there's going to be that article and a team chat podcast. That's
2: oh oh right. Because it's oh not even the characters themselves. It's how we're introduced to them.
1: Right. Right. Yes.
2: How do we get to know?
1: first right exactly and that's huge and thinking about this topic i was thinking about how much how much fun it must be for a developer to introduce a character and how some do it i think really well Mm -hmm. and they take advantage of character development right off the bat either like subtly or very overtly yeah and mine sort of i have three and so they kind of mix in between but um i think it is really a not um under notice sort of little theme that video games have, but it really is, um, if done correctly, it can add huge impact to a character or the game overall.
2: Actually, something that I was really thinking more about while I was making my list and actually thinking back on some of these character intros, I feel like a character reveal or introduction actually gets better with time. Because I was thinking, well, now that I've actually played the game the whole way through, and I think back to that initial introduction, you're like, oh, Uh, a lot of things that they did now, or little clues about their character, you really realize how well they fit into the overall story. So it's like, oh, they did such a good job. So I think you're definitely hitting on something really good there, where the developers, what are they going to put into Mm -hmm. that initial little very first interaction that you have with any given character?
0: Mm. Yeah. Because I was thinking, I I initially was going out. It with, with introductions that either a blew me away or i was like wow that was cool and that's what mm. i was saying was like i was having difficulty really being able to do is because i was just like man i can't think of some of a character you know how sometimes in a movie or something some badass sidekick will come in it through jumping through flame of an explosion right, right. and you're like
3: what yeah, yeah, yeah. you
0: know <laughs> and so no and so originally that's where my mind first went to when i thought of an introduction but then no as i got thinking about it i was saying i said the same thing to myself i was like well wait the, the way now the introduction is way more based, like what you are saying, on how it impacted the game overall yeah. or, uh, or the ending of the game even. Mm-hmm. My, my, one of my choices is very much like that. Yeah. The, I felt the beginning the beginning is what stuck with me more than the rest of the game itself. But um, I'll go ahead. Go I'll, yeah, yeah just I'll just go, go ahead. ahead. Let's, perfect. Let's it was it a was perfect, perfect segue. Dante's Inferno. It. Okay. So, oh, you've talked about I've talked about that. this one a long time ago. My, my only memory. This one is honestly. Y- yeah. yeah. I talked about
1: it. Yeah. in uh, Man, yeah, what, what episode was that? I, I don't like, know. I don't
2: It was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Wasn't it like enemies? Hellish babies. <laughs> just like oh, hell maybe, babies? Yeah, maybe
0: it was enemies. It, it probably was. Hellish babies. was funny conversation. Oh, those hell babies. <laughs> yeah. So those of you who don't know Dante's Inferno, there is one of the circles of hell. There's these like dead babies.
2: There's just. Easiest way to say it. Say it
0: like it Call they're, eights eights. they're uh, you know, <laughs> deformed and have like blade arms and it's terrifying. It's creepy. It's very creepy. Um, but no, so Dante's Inferno, the beginning of it always stuck with me because even though the game itself is a, you know, hack and slash adventure game, the beginning where you're seeing Dante in his time in the, at the Crusades and you're seeing him deal with the, the opening cinematic for Dante's Inferno is great because it shows him in a forest after his time in the crusades and he's stitching on the red cross into his skin. And so you obviously already immediately set up then that he's tortured with about things that he has done. And then the opening cinematic sets that up where he's at the crusades, bishops and all religious figures are telling him like, Hey, you fight in these, in these Holy Wars, you'll be absolved of your sins. So it's like, you really can't do anything wrong while you're here. But he left he left his father and his betrothed Beatrice uh, back home. And while he was in the Crusades, he they were in it. He was in the city of Acre, Acre, however you say it, uh, or Jerusalem, one of the two, one of those two. Okay, And they were and they held this whole city. Basically, all the inhabitants were being held captive and they're. Terrible things were being done to them. People were being executed wrongly and justly. Like nothing, they were just killing them for no reason. Yeah. And this one woman offers to sleep with Dante if she'll let her husband or brother go. And he's like,
2: Alright yeah. <laughs> It's a tough decision, a tough but I'll, decision. Do it. I'll
0: be absolved Of the sin That's not a sin Because I'm here Doing the lord's work go Against my will
2: Doing do the this. lord's work and so, Of
0: course Well you know That's what's set up By the game By the By yes. by the by the, by the game With the It even has a part Where like a bishop Is telling like All the, the army Of the crusaders Like you'll be absolved Of your sins And they're
2: like Yes <laughs> we so many <laughs> joy <laughs>
0: then, wha- then basically he the all the inhabitants of the city wind up getting slaughtered because they all try to escape or in, uh, resulting in the battle so that's when he leaves the crusades and when he gets back to his home uh he discovers that his father and beatrice have both been murdered and beatrice is being taken by lucifer into hell as punishment for his wrongdoing because he broke his promise to mm. beatrice
2: which, which is really a backwards horse apples kind of Well, because of he know. has to
0: suffer, but then she also does too, in, uh, a, really mm, yeah, but, in a really more undeserving <laughs> way.
2: Yeah, it's really more undeserving So it really, though,
0: set up—so even though, yeah, the character of Dante right off the bat's kind of an ass, mm-hmm. kind of a scumbag. Yeah. No Sounds one really like likes him. <laughs> but it really sets up his struggle, way—internal struggle, in one of the best ways that I've ever seen in a game. Be, just because the whole time, as he keeps going through hell— literally, and these deeper circles facing more horrors, he's still just like, you know, he wants that redemption. This would really fit really well into the redemption arc topic. We were also talking about yeah. Well, Man. we'll
2: try, to, try to, but, uh, to separate those out.
0: <laughs> but it shows him, you know, his, his desire to just make it right, free Beatrice. He doesn't care what happens to him, which is a contrast to his selfish self- in the crusades and so it i don't know that one just really stuck with me it's not the most intricate of introductions or or whatever but it just how it introduced him in the in the inner struggle and turmoil in dante mm-hmm. i felt was really well portrayed i see and so it's that's why good, that's like one good storytelling it sounds yeah like. but it was one of those things i didn't realize it like what you were saying until after the game was over and i was like yeah. oh mm-hmm. but that opening cinematic and introduction to dante is still one of my favorites nice nice okay Dante's Foino. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I Sounds correct. Infoino. Infoino?
1: Yeah. Um You go ahead, Mo. All
2: right, because I have one that kind of, they're very different games and very different characters, but you both know how much I love Okami. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, you guys. Yeah, so this course. is a way, way throwback. Uh, I don't really have like a structure to these. I just yeah. figured. Yeah, same with me. I, just I love three. this character. I exactly. love the game. I figured I would talk about it. One of the best things about Okami overall, as a whole experience, is that, All of the characters, even random side character NPCs, are awesome. From, like, random merchants and just thieves, people you meet on the street, to more prevalent characters, too. So you are, of course, um, Amaterasu. You're a wolf goddess. Come to Earth to Mm -hmm. save everybody. You're the embodiment of the sun. You're awesome. You know. That that old story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that old story. (laughs) You know the deal. And about... It's pretty early on in the overall game, now that I really think about it. Maybe... One sixth to one fourth of the way through the game, you get to this point called Agata Forest. That's probably a mispronunciation, but I don't care. That's what I call it. So you get to the forest and you have basically just purified everything. Um, you've put everything back to right. All of the miasma, all the evil fog is gone because you've cleared that area. And you're just sitting in this beautiful, like vividly green forest, but you can't actually see the sun. You just see the light filtering down through because it's meant to be like really enclosed and really kind of a dense forest. There's waters and ponds everywhere. It's beautiful. And then all of a sudden you're just walking along or like you're just progressing through the story. And then you hear out of nowhere this flute music like this ancient Japanese flute music kind of kick up out of nowhere, and you're like, what's happening? Like your Amaterasu's looking around, her little helper Isun, he's a tiny little bug person, (laughs) is like, what the hell? And then, look up in the sky, up in one of the trees, standing on a branch, is this guy, and he's playing this flute, and like, you don't see his face at first, but you see his dialogue box come up. And he's immediately coming out of the gate, With, like, this crazy kind of mystic talk, like, clearly intentional mystic talk, Mm -hmm. and then he leaps down from the tree, floats down onto one of the pools of water, lands on the water, like, doesn't sink into it, lands on the water, and he's like... Oshiwaka, the God's gift to man. Like he refers to himself as God's <laughs> uh, gift to man. He's full like,
3: cool. He's
2: like Bonjour. Like he says ah, French he words all the flamboyant. time. But you're in like, what? Yeah. Yes, yeah. but he's what? in Japan, so you're like, uh, we.
3: Oui. Hello, <laughs> sir.
2: <Je> m'appelle <laughs> Amaterasu. <laughs> nice, nice. <Good> French, <laughs> there, good French there. Good French there. So you immediately recognize that he's a crazy awesome guy. He's wearing a very flamboyant costume. Like okay. you say, mm-hmm. he's got like a pink kimono top on and like these awesome purple pants and these ridiculous sandals that are like this high and they're bright red some platforms and yes yeah, some big platform sandals and nice. he has this really kind of the key point of his overall outfit is he has this crazy headdress that has like a depiction of a tengu so like a Crane or a stork or whatever that's attached to kind of a cloak that comes down behind him and it looks kind of feathered at the edges and it moves around when he moves around and it's crazy. And you're just like, this guy is awesome. I want to be best friends with him. I hope he will marry me, even though I'm a wolf. But he immediately kind of comes at you with, like, hey, I noticed you were at that village where that suspicious person went relating to all of these mysterious things that are happening. Are you responsible? And he immediately challenges you to a fight. But the whole time he's being being ridiculous. Like his speech is ridiculous and he's ridiculous. And you can even see, and this is kind of where that future-looking character development comes from, you can see from under his headdress just a hint of blonde hair. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. He's speaking in a very strange fashion. He appears to have blonde hair in ancient Shinto era Japan. He floats on Doesn't water, and he transforms his flute into a sword by magic. And he's oh, like, "Let's find He sounds
1: cool. He sword awesome.
3: flute. Yeah, and of his,
2: course. <laughs> his sword flute's name is Pillow Talk. He's yeah. everything everything <laughs> about him is phenomenal yeah. and he's just like bonjour let's fight and you're like oh my god
1: do you, so do you eventually is he an enemy so that's the thing or he's is he really different You he's become friends you yeah, fight him
2: like many times in the game like eventually that first battle ends and he's like ha ha okay i'll leave you alone for <laughs> yeah. now and he, and he like just <laughs> runs away and you're like that was guy that? was weird <laughs> so it's never really He's never really both. You fight him, but you never feel like he's your enemy. In fact, yeah. you know that he's not your enemy. He's just working a to defeat rascal. Exactly. He's working, he's clearly working to defeat the same evil that you are, but in a different way, in mm, his way. He's just way. going
0: all about it wrong.
2: And yeah, just going about it all wrong. Really? Doesn't I'm, he know that I'm you're the hero? God. I'm the god. I know what's right, but he's like challenging you at every turn, and eventually you do finally realize at the end of the story that his entire presence, all of this difference about him, ties very much into the overarching plot of the game. Everybody has played Okami, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and it, it was yeah. released back in 2006, so it's definitely not a spoiler alert when I say that you eventually realize he's not from Earth at all. He's an alien. Mm. He's from the moon, in fact. And he's come to Earth because the moon people were destroyed. And you only really know that (laughs) him and one other person, because she also has blonde hair, are from the moon. And they're kind of the last remaining people of their race. And it's just go. like, you. It ne- after you play the game, you figure it out. Right. Yeah. And it has that much more impact. And then yeah. when you replay it, you're like, ah.
1: Oh. Well, even through your description, I mean, you're, it sounds like he's pretty yeah. memorable he's, coming the game. He's into one of the, the most
2: memorable characters of the entire game. And yeah. he's really a consistent theme throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He actually helps you in the final battle. He's there at the very last boss battle and it's very dramatic because like his headdress gets knocked off and he has beautiful long blonde flowing <laughs> hair and he's like I'm from the moon and you're just that's like really oh a god ass. I'm moon that guy sounds cool. <laughs> guy, he's awesome. He seems really cool. So Waka that's his name in the game. Waka is phenomenal Interesting. and everything about him is just just spot on. It's and nice. I really I've always wondered, I've never been able to have this question answered. How they indicated in the Japanese what his language difference was. Like, I don't know if in the Japanese version, they had him speaking French, but still
3: still Japanese.
2: So Mm -hmm. I don't really know what the differences there would be. But the point is, he's great, awesome. His introduction there at the very beginning is just
1: perfect. Sounds cool. It makes me want to see this character, which I, you know, we'll have to do later. Or you can pull him up. I was going to, see, I wasn't going to mention this character. He was going to be like maybe an honorable mention because I didn't, I think, I I would like to though, because it goes with Mogan's and Mogan will actually have a lot to say about this character too. What, What? yeah. Go for it. Maybe the um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think so. Maybe. It's and Link. um it's like from uh, no! any legend,
2: oh! any legend of Zelda. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. I'm joking. Oh, okay. I'm absolutely joking. Oh, okay. okay, that's Walker.
1: Oh, cool.
2: He's awesome. That is very cool. Yeah. He's a, a badass. Cool. He's a very flamboyant moon man badass.
1: So this when you were describing this character it sounded like this character who I'm about to talk to uh, talk about and I was gonna not like I said not talk about him because I think I don't even
2: Oh, I think I know who it is. I, I don't remember. so his, many
0: hands flying back and forth. you the can't f- even
1: First time you meet this character is um not as interesting as the scene that I might talk about so I might be blurring the line a little bit about um introduction i okay. think his introduction is great but i think what's more interesting i is, know what you're talking do you, about go yeah, ahead do.
2: it's Zant. it's Zant. yeah yeah because he almost made my list i was yeah, yeah. like because oh.
0: as, as i know exactly which game was he from again sorry twilight, twilight prince. prince the, the, the only Stars one, one. No. He's the one who, who like looked that. like the fish, fish white
1: guy okay, okay. He's got the mask. i'm on
3: it i'm and on so, it so yeah, Logan
1: it. can help me out but uh yeah twilight princess as uh, new listeners might not know is the only legend of zelda game i've ever played and i consider it one of the best games i've ever played now you're me wrong about that it is it Really, I still think about that game, you know, weekly. And Zant, for for reasons we I'll talk about, just really stuck with me as a character, not just a villain, yeah. but just as a character. Yes. And Mogan, do you know the? first time you see Zant. Because yeah. my idea is when he comes into Hyrule Castle. Yes. That's the first time you see him. So really,
2: him. that is your first introduction to Zant. It's in the cutscene mm-hmm. that happens cut at scene. the very beginning yes. of the game where you are seeing the calamity that befalls Hyrule uh-huh. that launches Link on his quest. Yes. And it's that scene where he's walking into Hyrule Castle. Well,
0: well what happens is, is... Oh, that's right. I remember you these, guys talked about this one
1: before. shadow hounds or what, yeah. what do we? What do you want to call them? Shadow they're They're just creatures? called the
2: Twilight, I the think. Tw- Okay, but the, the but yeah, they're the they're those monsters. sort of, not they like those, animals, but like almost no.
1: like you know, morphed they, humans yes, or Because
2: like, they kind of walk on all fours, yeah, but little, they like, have the these much more humanoid yeah, figures. Yeah, they're thinner,
1: they're, and, but they're creepy. They're really well designed. Oh, yeah. And so they kind of come in first, and they take over some of the guards, and you can tell like...
2: Shit's going it's, down. Yeah, it's
1: bad. Like these guys can't even defend themselves at all. And then this door's sort of open... Zelda's at the top near her throne, and she has a sword in her hand. And the smoke kind of billows in, and it's you know a great sort of sort of not you see it a lot, but it's like kind of that shot of doors open. He walks in, and he has two uh, Twilight creatures to his right, and left. You his know, he, entourage, yeah. His, he, but he looks badass. Like he it's does, a really oh, cool he badass moment. And, you, he, and, he, and that's that's one of the things about the introduction and the character overall. He has a lot of grace in the way that he sort <laughs> he of moves and looks. He has that
0: That's always good for a villain. Yeah. You know, he, that always
1: makes a villain that much better. It does. He looks like this is uh no problem at all. Yeah, he doesn't come here.
2: storming in. No. He like gracefully waltzes. It's very cool. In. Like, and he's got this kind of his entire outfit.
1: It? It's big. It it's is he's got
2: like a long, almost kimono type yeah. top, but he's you wearing don't see his hands, he's or... wearing pants and shoes, but you can't see his hands, his sleeves go way beyond. Mm-hmm. And he has this big, very Defined headdress, yes. so you can't actually see his face. No, and as no. you
1: said, it's it's that weird fish, it's got like really face. big fish big eyes. We'll put a picture up and a big tongue that comes out, yeah. it's really memorable. It's I a big tongue that. with like teeth on the side, and there's something, like I said, very graceful about his entrance, but very haunting too, right? And and I, like I said, I haven't played the other Legend of Zelda's, but I, I'm sure and Mogan to can attest to this. They always, there he is. Oh, what a cool looking,
0: he character. looks like a, a mix of like a bird and a fish
1: almost. And this yeah. is
2: really a great example of the Zant you first meet, Which is but I get different. what you're getting at yeah. eventually.
0: he
1: he He's a dynamic character for sure, the more you yeah. get to know him. But, um, yeah, he has that sort of Feel or I was was saying with other Legend of Zelda games, there really is something dark and evil about him that's creepy. And I know most Legend of Zelda games have that sort of underlying darkness, even though I heard Skyward Sword didn't, but that's another topic. But there's that sort of really adult feeling that comes in, and he brings that uh, in a big way to this game when he first comes in. But the other later cutscene, and this I'm kind of blurring lines here and we're kind of going into different things, but is when you are with, you kind of approach him with Midna and he, you, I don't know if it's the first time, but you sort of, he takes, his mask comes up a little bit and you see his face and he's talking to you. But the way he talks to you and the way, and the biggest thing is his body movements. He sort of is like a jester in like yes. an old court. He sort of twists his body yeah. around and he seems playful almost, yeah. which I think really adds to...
2: So- I do believe the scene you're talking about is actually way later in the game. It might be. When you confront him in the Palace of Twilight. Yes. Like you've actually gone to Midna's Realm. And you're confronting him and you really so I totally understand what you mean because the character you meet at the beginning of the game in that opening cutscene feels like a totally different person Mm -hmm. than when you have the true reveal of what his actual character is when you confront him at Mm -hmm. the Palace of Twilight. Because you really Realize he's a very different villain than you first thought, right? And I'll let you kind of talk.
1: Well, about I mean, all I was going to really talk about because the cutscenes that I was watching to just as a reminder were more had to do with his uh, insane. It almost seems like insanity.
2: You realize that he's not as much of a logical yeah. menace as you thought because when you first meet him, he does he's come very across under as control. very calm, very cool, very mm-hmm. menacing. Yeah, and then when you really Meet him as he actually is. You realize he's childlike, he's illogical, very childlike, he's insane, yeah. he's literally insane. Yeah. Like he's just a crazy person, mm-hmm. and his movements convey that. He
1: twists his bodies like yeah, a, you know, like when he's yeah, talking he's like, to you, oh, I know he'll what go you upside mean. down and he'll yeah. be oh, that's it, weird. Yeah, it's just weird. And he's creepy, like yeah. he's still
2: creepy and mm-hmm. menacing, but in a very different way. Right. Than when you were first introduced to him. So it's like this is part one of the character. But no, this is the real person you've mm-hmm. been fighting And when you, time. And
1: when you kind of combine those two and you make this one character stand, like I said, he's very dynamic, but he also is this unhinged individual. The, unhinged that, is the unhinged, word yeah, for yeah. it. And yeah. very, uh, c- you feel like capable of... Disastrous things. You know? Like if
2: left unattended, if the specter of Ganon kind of wasn't over Mm -hmm. him the whole time, it's like how much worse in a way would it be if it were just him? And a lot
1: of it I do think comes from just like that picture you were showing. It's just that that, that thing that he wears, you know, that the colors and the 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 design of of his costume. Everything
2: about it was just
1: perfect. Another really small aspect that goes a long way, but kinda every time you know how Legend of Zelda works, but every time before he talks or when he appears, there's like a screen. Scream sound. It's like
2: yes, there you know, is. It's something weird. And then it'll like zoom in on him at like yeah. a crazy uh-huh. angle and you're like, oh god.
1: I know. And the mask, the fact that it's, oh, like it's emotionalist is always like, you know, that adds such a great layer yeah. to the character that you just yeah. are not really in the light about. So that's really so I didn't want I was like kind of iffy about oh, mentioning Xant, no, but uh I really, really Excellent. thought he was uh so memorable. Like I still Spiral. when I think of Twilight Princess, I really it's I come my the image of Zant really comes yeah.
2: up. In a lot of ways, I always feel... I still feel like he's the true villain. I mean, he's the one who fought the whole time. Yeah, Eventually, kind of... you fight Ganondorf, yeah, but he is the. But leading up to that, he was your main antagonist. Yeah. And really, that's like the boss before last. Mm-hmm. He really kind of is the last thing that you do before mm-hmm. you actually go to fight Ganondorf. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Excuse with that... Me. All this, so yeah,
1: Zant. let's so... talk
2: about the Legend of <laughs> Zant. I know.
0: <laughs> so exciting. I can't
2: keep all my emotions yeah. in. <laughs>
0: Nice, yeah, he's yeah. I need to see that one. I need to watch some of these clips and stuff because, like I said, I haven't played, uh, I haven't played Twilight Princess, so I haven't been able to experience him in game yet. Do but have Skyward Sword, you guys, right? have, yes, I do have Skyward Sword. Uh, but you guys, how much you both have talked about him has made me really want to see that
1: Twilight yet. Princess. I think is. I mean, this just from me speaking, and I know we've probably talked about this before, but Twilight Princess was really a great. Introduction to the Legend of Zelda, which other oh, people yeah. will laugh at that I'm a video game player. Unfortunately, it's
2: almost like setting the bar too high. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> <your children's laughs>
1: other ones that's you know that's funny. You said that the small research I've done on it about it online. Twilight Princess <laughs> <laughs> is kind
3: of
2: like you're as one spoiled. Of the best. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty it spoiled. Was so good. Though. I mean, Wind Waker is so the so superior experience, so yeah. much better than Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess. But <laughs> <laughs> beside the point.
0: But that's that's just your opinion.
2: <laughs> it's just my correct opinion. Everybody else can suck it. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, why don't we go ahead then, do the moment with Mogan, hey. get some news and updates. If it's new game debuts, or news you can use, or new tunes and titles that are adding
1: number twos, it's rumors and gossip and industry info, they making a new Zelda game, I don't really think so. One more thing before the last word is spoken, listen up, ears
0: open, it's your moment with Mogan.
2: Have for point. it being January, it's not a bad list. All right, so. Yeah, January
0: early in this year was a lot of good stuff.
2: Yeah, you wouldn't think so coming right off the high of the holidays. But coming soon, we have Gravity Rush 2, January 20th. This is a game I'm really excited about because previously Gravity Rush was only on the PS Vita. Okay. I think eventually they ported it to maybe the PS3 It or would be four? a 3. I think it would have been the PS3. Uh, but now it's coming out for PS4. So I will also be able to play this one, and it looks awesome. And a lot of the initial reviews are really just playing up how much more they have advanced in the graphic interface and how it's just a stunning game. You know, it's very visual, very – not bright per se, but also bright. I don't know how to describe it. It's shadowy, but very bright and in your face. Well, from what
0: I've seen of trailers, it is bright – Except for where you're in combat or using your like gravity abilities. Yeah. And then everything And then it becomes turns, dark yeah, and cloudy like this really reddish
2: and reddish cool. kind of color. Yeah. It's cool. It looks really cool. I'm excited about that one. Uh following Yeah, this January twentieth. as far as I know, only for PS four. That could yes. change, of course, but I think it's a PS four exclusive.
0: Doubtful. I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about like if it would come to Vita and that's they Poor were thinking it's Vida. probably not going uh, to. Vita needs uh, to start
1: digging the grave.
0: <laughs> no dig <laughs> it I love Feed
1: my Vita. That's what I say. I love
3: my Vita. That's <laughs>
2: awesome. And then actually, so this is one that I probably should know more about as a as a series, but I don't. Dragon Quest eight the remastered version. So mm. despite One the 8 in its name, Dragon Quest 8 actually initially came out back in 2006. <laughs> so this is a remaster of Dragon Quest 8 via um, circa PS2 2006. They've totally redone it for the, uh, as far as I know, for the PS... Oh no, I was wrong, for the 3DS. No. They're putting it on Nintendo 3DS, Android, and iOS.
1: One of the, for two of those whatever reason, like yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: one of those things is pretty <laughs> different. But yeah, <laughs> so right. fans of Dragon Quest are going to really love that, I assume. <laughs> and then we have a obscure game, Tales of Bessaria. Looks like some sort Good of name. JRPG kind of coming out for PS4 and Windows, January twenty fourth. And then the big, heady, heavy hitter that I think we're all pretty psyched about. Yeah. Resident Evil 7. Oh yeah. But, yeah. that might be the Bio first game I, I buy. Of Resident 2017. Evil Seven Hell
3: yeah. Launches for PS4. <laughs> Xbox, <laughs> Just on One, I
2: bought it. Xbox One. Xbox One you have to. And Windows, January twenty fourth as well. And
0: it's gonna have a VR why would you that's do too that to extreme for me yeah he i know really like i, like, I know right I like that's gonna not. that would be terrifying It <laughs> <That> sounds run around my
2: house but i mean okay. that's <laughs> it'd be fun to try but oh my god that would be terrifying oh that would be terrifying no. and then just a couple of little small things kind of right along the lines of coming off of the holidays in case you weren't aware microsoft posted record high sales of the xbox one for the month of December,
3: Hell they yeah. were point up. Point for Xbox.
2: Point for Xbox. They right. were up twenty. PS4 still overall so was, so yeah. much. More. Well, actually, for the majority of <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a marathon, a it's mar- that's right. Actually, he's not wrong because for the majority of twenty sixteen, Xbox One actually dominated. Yeah, like in the okay. later part of twenty sixteen, because they released dominated, the, the One S, yeah, right? Yeah. So they re-released it. They did the Xbox One S, and compared to twenty fifteen, they were up twenty three percent. Wow. That's crazy. 23% is a fucking huge. lot for yeah. a console that is not new. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty That's pretty impressive. So I was like, holy shit, Microsoft. That now, they were kind of coy about the report. They didn't expressly address whether or not that was more than PS4. They just kind of dodged that issue. Yeah. They were like, we're not going to talk about it. Uh, yeah. Next question. Well, <laughs> the point is, it's clearly doing really well, considering it's a not new console, yeah. and eventually they're going to presumably release other things further down the line, but still, still. point for Xbox. There you point go. For nice. Xbox. The and then board. one last little update about a game that I am definitely still meaning to play. There's some new, the first new wave of updates for dishonored two is about to hit later in this month. So late January, it's going to introduce custom difficulty set settings where you can basically just tick on and off different, um, what are they? Sliders. Mm-hmm. Different sliders for the w- most random minutiae of factors in the game. Like one of the examples given was you can change how long it takes for a sleep dart to take effect.
3: Oh, wow. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's See, pretty really cool. Like that's so yeah. really customized. So it sounds like
2: it's going to be really freaking custom. Cool. And in addition to that, they're introducing a new, uh, what is it, iron mode? Iron mode difficulty setting in which there will be no auto-saves. The ability for permadeath good. and a couple Ooh, of other things. Good. So it sounds like that's they're going to be I doing like some direction. cool That'd stuff. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of what Dishonored is known for the, the crazy ability to do wild, difficult yeah. things. Yeah. And then they're also doing just a couple of really nice things that the users, uh, that the players have wanted, like adding mission select, which I can't believe they didn't have before, wherein after you've started a mission, if you want to, you can restart it from the beginning. They should have had that. Yeah, that's right. weird. That's crazy. So obviously everybody agreed and they were like, what the fuck, Bethesda? So they were like, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're putting it in there. It's coming in the update. So it's going to have all of that and more late January.
0: Nice. Cool. Nice. Very cool. Good job. Good job. <laughs> moment
3: <laughs> with Mogan. Okay, moment oh, with Mogan, oh, everybody. Moment with Mogan.
2: I would die without the applause. <laughs> yeah. Where's my applause break? You would see me just <laughs> collapsing on myself. <laughs>
0: We need, like, a little applause yeah. sign. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one thing that I did see just today that was announced, um, a couple other, like, bigger bigger things, is, like, a big uh, game that uh, was going to be an Xbox-exclusive Scalebound got canceled. Scalebound. I don't even know what that it was. Is. It was going to be an open world. Um, not yeah. totally full on all the plot details, but it was, like, it's been announced for a long time. It was, oh, wow. uh, Platinum Games was the one developing it. Oh, really? And uh, it was... Dragons had dragons, lots of dragons. But then yeah. your char- your main character like wore headphones, so it was like this like mix of modern with dragons. So, in open world. So a lot of people were excited about it. And for some reason they uh, Wait, randomly just blood randomly blood just pulled the, the plug the on that. And Platinum
2: Games are the people that made. We just talked about them. They made Bayonetta, and they're currently uh, making Nier Auto- Automata. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. That's interesting.
0: I'm going to double check myself on that one yeah. because I hate to be wrong. But yeah, no, that sounds uh, right Scale, bound. Games. scale bound. Damn. I'm
2: sure um, the scale is you hear like
0: dragon scale. <laughs> yeah, especially very like the last one I remember hearing about that was this big was uh Fable Legends.
2: Yeah. <laughs> getting canceled. Uh, People It
1: was getting canceled.
0: Yeah. Like and this one was this one was pretty pretty late. Yeah. Oh, It wasn't an Xbox. It's maybe exclusive.
2: they all have the, the flu. <laughs> but yeah.
0: no, it was. We don't want to work anymore. No, Mike, yeah, Microsoft pulled the pulled the plug on it uh, as, huh. as it. And yeah, it it's was Platinum issue. games. That's yeah. like we are pulling
2: the plug. And then Dude, the other, how sad of a day. Yeah, that like a yeah. Word. You spent so long Just on this. Come in and find out that your game's yeah. been yanked out from under you. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Alternatively, maybe the they all one. hated its guts. Yeah, maybe they. And they're so relieved that it's gone.
0: That's maybe what we can hope for. But still, that's sad. And then other pulling the plug. Uh, Sony Sony oh, shut down or Gorilla Cambridge is studio she got shut down it made oh. uh cool, killzone man. mercenary
3: Oh, is that like a PSP game it
0: was a PS Vita game yeah. actually and it was really good yeah. like first person shooter on on a on a handheld and stuff i know those can sometimes be hit and miss but i really enjoyed <laughs> yeah. that game and they also made a VR game for PlayStation rigs it was like combat mech but sport oh. Kind of, so it'd be like capture the flag kind of stuff, and other, but it was like arena sport uh, mech thing. Fascinating. It looked really cool but apparently it just did not do well, and Hmm. they did shut down the studio. Guerrilla is, the, and this is just a a shoot-off subsidiary of the main Guerrilla game developer, who is the developer making Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. So the whole studio as a whole isn't in trouble. They just shut this one branch down.
2: Well, maybe that means that they're consolidating for Horizon Zero Dawn. Because
0: that one, if it takes off well, they'll do more than one.
2: Maybe they literally just needed to bring those people back in. They're probably already making a sequel.
0: I don't got it, got in the put, works probably at least. That game is getting
1: pushed hard. Yeah, uh, it it's is like a huge game, it's, and that's that's a PlayStation exclusive, correct? Yeah, yeah.
0: they're they're hitting Losers. on they're banking on that one. They're banking on that oh, one yeah, to be PlayStation. the big one. PlayStation. Let's wait to see what
1: it comes
3: out. Could be it could disaster. be a
0: dud. Yeah, let's got, not get too excited. <laughs> <We're> I'm <laughs> gonna, real excited about it, but you know, let's uh, let's uh, we all know the
2: keep hype train. Low, yeah. keep expectations the low. The dangers of the hype train, except for the Switch. All of that is well founded. Yes,
1: that will be great. I was uh, thinking about that game when we were talking about it last episode, and I just had a funny thought that uh, it, that game was really a uh, <laughs> like an old like you, the the machine. Creatures like the developer just didn't put the skins on them that made them look like new, <laughs> and like they actually accidentally made this really cool hybrid game, but like it was totally not on purpose. It's like, why
0: didn't you put the skins on? I yeah. don't know, but it's
1: awesome, yeah, so leave like it.
2: it. Yeah, and then like the machines. images got leaked and it yeah. was too late, was and they were late. like, leave them all. It's yep. out of their hands, right, it's out of our
1: hands. Machine animals, our now. hands <laughs> <Yeah>. of it.
2: <laughs> That'd be who really
1: knows? funny.
0: Yeah, that would be, but yeah, so I saw, I saw those bits of those two bits his in the last couple of days, and I was like, oh man, felt like you should be, but uh, but yeah, so that was pretty. That was pretty crazy. Um, it's a, for two big like cancellations yeah. and a clo- and a closing yeah, of a sure, studio sure. branch in the same week. That was weird. All right. So this so another one of my characters that I was thinking of, and I think you and I will be able to talk on him pretty well.
1: Chief, it's not Chief actually. <laughs> when do you see Chief? Oh, he comes out of cryo. Tube. Yeah, in,
0: in Halo.
2: What's your buddy's name? Sarge Johnson. Johnson? There we go. Oh, I was right. He's
3: got a great intro. He's a good character, yeah. too.
0: Yeah, when he's giving that like pep talk to yep. the Marines. Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. yep, yep, yep. That's a good and one. So, depending, just real quick, depending on what difficulty you play the game on, that speech is different. Really? Yep. Oh. I had no idea. No That's awesome. Heroic, legendary. Is, is the easy. hardest
2: mode like, congratulations, losers, yeah. you're all gonna die. No.
1: Profanity-laced.
0: We're
2: fucking dead. I, know, I used
1: to know it pretty well. It's like and we'll bathe them in their pool of
3: blood. It's That's great. Awesome. It's
1: a great... Sp- I mean, every each one is cool. But e- and there's a lot of things... Uh, I think different... Depending on what difficulty you, you play on, you'll hear different things. Nice. Different ending, too. Legendary ending's different from the heroic
2: ending. Oh, Francer. Or there's Man.
1: like a special thing after the credits. For I gotta, get, I gotta yeah. get back yeah. into
0: yeah. Some, yeah. some Halo and yeah. know, find this stuff out.
2: That's for PlayStation, right? Yeah. Absolutely. You can buy it. it.
3: PlayStation <laughs>
0: 1. Check out the PlayStation <laughs> Store. You'll you'll yeah, find it right there. PlayStation Store. Halo. Why can not
3: I play it?
0: But no, so this character that I... So this one is different because my other my other one is similar to Dante's Inferno, how it's the beginning of this character and how well uh, and how well it uh, sets up the story. Uh, But this one I felt like is different because it's not the first time you see this character, but it in this one mission gives you a complete and total understanding of how this character will be. And how he's going to act and how he's going to treat other people around him. And you immediately know that he's going to be a huge fucking scumbag. (laughs) But in this really weird way where you can't help but like him. Trevor Phillips from Grand Theft Auto 5.
1: Oh, oh, wow. That's a great pick. I didn't even think about the Grand Theft Auto series. Oh. And they have so many great
0: introduction characters. Right. Tons of great oh characters in that, in that series. Yeah. But Trevor's, oh like, gosh. I know you see him and he's in the opening mission of the game where you're robbing that that true. bank.
1: That is true.
0: Which is cool. But then but it's really not a proper. It's not a proper introduction right. to Trevor. Right. The, his first mission in Grand Theft Auto 5 is the perfect introduction to Trevor. So set up in the game, uh, one of the other characters, Michael, uh, Michael mm-hmm. is uh, who at this point is Michael DeSanta in that, I believe, right? Is I'm he?
1: not sure. I'm gonna but Michael's kind of the main guy that has a family. Michael's in the main guy. La, I,
0: I th- he's in witness protection, so his name has changed uh, yeah. from what it was when Trevor yeah. knew him. There are all these criminals. Uh, so I could get him the names mixed up. But anyway, he has to. Through the course of the game, he has to rob a jewelry store to be able to pay off a debt to a Mexican drug lord. Naturally, yeah,
1: daily life. So
0: obviously, the news of a huge jewelry store heist hits the news (laughs) (laughs) as it does. And so, how it leaves Michael is he's watching the news story with Franklin, the other one of the other main characters, Mm -hmm. and then Michael's, uh, I think, FBI handler. And so, and they're watching, and the guy's all pissed at Michael. Like, this is your handprints all over it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's obvious. Everyone's gonna know it was you because it fits it's your mo. And he's like, Ah, no one's gonna know. Who's gonna care? <laughs> and the the agent uh, is like, Oh, but Trevor. Right. What, Trevor's gonna know. And Michael's like, Nah, Trevor's yeah, dead. He's gotta be. He's crazy. Right. He's gotta be dead. Yeah. Well, cut to Trevor in his trailer, and this is in like the desert. Yeah, you know, out is out there desert nowhere. outskirts of Los Santos, yeah. and uh, you're introduced to him. He's uh, watching the news, or he sees the news story, whilst having sex with with a random person. Yeah, that's right. Uh, The story upsets him enough, he stops, like, (laughs) leaves, walks out of his trailer. And as he's walking out of his trailer, the boyfriend of the woman he was just having sex with is, like, who is in a motorcycle club, starts coming up, getting in his face. Trevor's friends, Ron and Wade, are trying to pull this guy off him, which those two are good characters also. Yeah, they're,
1: like, these little sidekicks for Trevor and these country kind of guys. Country bumpkins, like, weird.
0: One of them, Wade, kind of looks like he's got... Uh, dreads, but and like wears oversized sports jerseys yeah. and all this stuff. And Ron kind of looks like he's on a permanent fishing trip with that yeah. floppy hat yeah, and yeah, stuff. Interesting yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting characters. Interesting characters. But so they're trying to pull this guy off and like like no 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 get away get away get mm-hmm. away. And but this guy won't get out of Trevor's face. And Trevor slowly is just I had to, I rewatched the scene today because yeah. I remembered it being such a a, a great it introduction. Memorable. It's so memorable because he he's just. He slowly built. I'm not. I could, no way could do it. Just if I tried to retell it, Uh but he slowly gets into this. He starts getting into the guy's face, and he's just like, and the guys like the guys tell him like, hey, why are you fucking with me and all this stuff. And Trevor's just like, oh, sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Like, were, right, were right. you feeling? You're the one getting fucked. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, How, I mean, you know, and all this other stuff. I just saw a ghost from my past, and so now I'm trying to deal with that. You know, fucking stuff and like uh-huh. going off on the guy, but he's still just trying to be like. You know, uh, he's propositioning him. He's like, You want to fuck me? You know, like, let's go, let's go. What, what, and just being really, and the guy's being all like weird about, it. like, no, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. You and you get these
1: indications that this dude is, he's, like he's out of his unhinged, mind. he's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And so, the, and the guy, Johnny is his name who's confronting Trevor It's just like, Oh no, it's, it's, you know, he's, I'm sorry. I, I I didn't mean to, I just overreacted because you're banging my girlfriend. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong. And and Trevor's like, Hey, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like, come on, let's, let's hug it out. And when he does, when they hug it out, Trevor grabs the dude by the throat, throws him onto the ground, hits him over the head with a beer bottle that he was drinking and then proceeds to basically curb-stomp the dude. Yeah, here. it oh. feels like it kills him, doesn't it? Yeah, he kills him. Oh. I think kills him. Yeah. While screaming various profanities yes. at him, like yes. and going crazy. I was like, right. I did, like, I just saw this ghost from my past and he's and now I've got to deal with this and you're getting in my face right. about it and just going off. And then... Uh, Wade and Ron are like, oh, shit, you just killed him and he's part of this motorcycle club that we work with. To, you know, you give them drugs and all Boy. this and they sell it. Oh, so thanks. it's like you've messed up the ecosystem. It's bad business sense. Well, yeah. Trevor's decision then, instead of just taking Ron's suggestion of burying Johnny and then killing the girlfriend also Jeez. to keep her quiet, Trevor's like, nah, fuck it. Right. He goes and destroys and wipes out the entire rest and, of the motorcycle and that's like club. That's your first mission is that's Trevor. Mission is you is you, Trevor. you blow up like their meth lab right. in this trailer park. You kill the whole gang. And then that's not enough. Trevor then goes to a Mexican drug gang and dro- and pushes the the leader's trailer that's next to river Rams it with his truck, pushing it into the river, and then when the the drug guy comes, the drug uh, the king lord comes out of his trailer, he's like what are you doing? And Trevor's like, it's mine. the The motorcycle club's gone. You're about to be gone. I own everything now. The guns, the drugs, everything. And the guy's like, what? No, they're mm-hmm. gonna put a, a bounty on your head for this. And he's like, ah, sure they are. Boom, kills that dude too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then totally he's insane. like, oh. and just like he's like. I gotta go to Los Santos and find Michael and like yeah. and find out if he's alive or not. And, and, and the whole thing and just seeing how he was so uh, like manipulative in his, in his like being calm to like think to get Johnny to lower down, then he just goes savage on him. And I don't very that, unpredictable and that very does unpredictable. Come in,
1: like every scene that he's in is very memorable
0: because he's, you never know when he's gonna his go dialogue off. Dialogue
1: is out of this world. Like I mean, it's so wild and crazy. And, and compared to Franklin and Michael, he is the. Obviously, it's obvious. He's the wild card, right? You know what I mean. They're much more grounded criminals, and he is just this.
0: His know, solution yeah. is to then go wipe out a whole motorcycle club, right. as opposed to just trying to keep it quiet. What he just did, right. yeah, he's crazy. He's a crazy man,
1: and he so, and be, but but people loved him too. Oh, like the community he, he's was like one of the best like the fa- ever loved, loved characters. Him. You know, yeah, it's everyone's favorite sort
0: of, yeah. And uh the the actor who plays him now, you know, he's gotten he's in got a couple like other roles. things. Yeah, he's on The Walking Dead currently. Yeah. Oh, and he really? looks just like Trevor. Just like just, Trevor. They they really just used his look. And he's also in Westworld. Oh, cool. He was in oh, that too. How and he, that? he plays similar characters to Trevor yeah. in both yeah. those yeah, he's shows. Got
1: that, like, goatee,
0: yeah. Kind of balding. Balding cool. hair wow. and stuff. Trevor in real
2: life. He's, yeah, he's Trevor yeah, in real life.
0: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And so got like Trevor is one of those characters who, like, miscast, and if the actor didn't do a good job, like, it, he would suffer for it. But uh, I got to – I should have looked this up before, but I got to look it up because props to that guy because yeah. he did such a phenomenal job. He did. They
1: really wrote that for him. You know, they're like, here's this guy. Nice. And we're going to make this this character. And it's a big decision, you know? I mean, that's a really – even for Grand Theft Auto standards, that was a really wild He's... and out-there character. And that's – and I, you know, not to –
0: Stephen Ogg.
1: Okay. Oh, that's right, Stephen Ogg. Not to put any negativity on it, but that was one of the reasons that I put Grand Theft Auto 4 over Five. Remember, we did best in the series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, as much as I love Trevor and all those characters, it was just so outlandish. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got a lot of stuff. I mean, just what you just described is just insane. You know what I mean? It just felt almost cartoonish. And it almost is. It it
0: it almost is the amount of profanity that's in that that first scene is crazy. crazy. At some point,
1: you go like, I get it. You know, you, they really hit you over the head with it.
0: Yeah, which, which is cool, which is fine. You know, which is why I didn't go into a full Re- oh, recitation just, of the whole let's let's of the whole scene. The
2: transcript. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's go. go. <laughs> I'll read it.
0: I'll be Trevor. You yeah. can
1: be Johnny. But read okay.
2: it in the voice of an NPR person. we to Oh my
1: god, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> we should do that. We as a, should do it. All right, we'll save that for the meeting. <laughs> be really oh my fun. god, <laughs> give me your pen. I'm write give it me your pen. So that
2: we don't
0: forget it. Oh my god, that's great.
1: Um, so NPR that's good man Trevor. Grand Theft Auto has so many I didn't even think about Grand Theft Auto for uh character reveals because what they a do
2: coincidence a, me neither oh surprised <laughs> Surprise.
1: they do a really good job of creating characters and memorable ones instantly you yeah. know yeah. just either through the design or the di- dialogue mainly who's your cousin uh, uh, Is Roman.
2: The, there we go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You always <laughs> want to go bowling. Yeah. It's, it's you want to go bowling?
1: You to go it's bowling. your cousin. It's your cousin and
0: Roman. I told you about that
1: funny I've never played online. that game, but yeah. I love the Roman. Yeah. When he opens the fortune cookie, yeah, it's like, cousin. It's your cousin Roman. <laughs> How about the drink? you like, Oh my God. Because he calls your fucking cell phone every like 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so
0: yeah, co- cousin Roman. Oh, that's some good stuff. Filthy liar. <laughs> am <clears throat> sorry. He is. He's a liar. So did you have another one that maybe we could touch on briefly? I do, Flay.
2: and I, she, I want to talk about her so much, and I know that you'll be in uh, all these games that tie in with sex yeah, games. Wow, what this a surprise. wow, is fucking rare. <laughs> yeah, this is rare. And it's probably just because it's so fresh on my mind. Bioshock Infinite. Uh-oh. I want to talk about Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Oh yeah. my god. See, I
0: was thinking of, I had a couple thinking of Bioshock, like Introduction to Big Daddies, Introduction to no. Andrew no.
2: Ryan. Andrew Ryan, no. yeah. yeah. What's funny is, uh, pretty much every other protagonist, like the actual person that you are of the BioShock. Series, i'm like oh how forgettable yeah,
1: um, yeah, yeah. Well, you, really, you didn't like booker Dewitt. No, no. like, yeah i think he's yeah,
2: lame yeah, yeah. he's like oh.
1: overrated yeah, he's
2: like you don't want to know about my past and it's yeah. like shut but up
1: booker but i shut do the fuck up. Booker, that's your, not your real name
2: <laughs> it's like just oh talk about your feelings man just get it all out there i've done some i don't feelings, remember man. that much about elizabeth uh, oh, what yeah i don't know I, I just it. remember oh. what she
1: looks like okay
2: so i have god you suck
1: I just remember how that game looks. There's
2: some times.
1: <laughs> did I, I talk about Zachary Comstock like a babbling idiot?
2: <laughs> Maybe. Did you finish the game? No. So, so okay. I have that. I, have the, <laughs> I, yeah,
1: I keep, retract everything. Keep that, everything. One, keep, keep that one to
2: yourself. So yeah. I had the good fortune of being able to replay the same section of the game in short very quickly after each other because when i was home and i got the game Uh, for my birthday i was playing it on my mom's ps4 and was playing it under her account because i like to make her look like the greatest noob ever and then when i got home to my own ps4 i obviously had to redo everything i had done up to that point and i've basically caught back up to where i was but i got to redo everything knowing what was coming especially in relation to the lead up to getting Elizabeth, to actually meeting her and having her join you as part of the overall game. And so the introduction that I'm really kind of talking about here isn't when you actually meet her face to face. It's, everything that happens leading up to when you meet her because the setup to her character is phenomenal you should replay it i should you can do that entire sequence you could do it if you weren't collecting things you could do that in 30 minutes it would not be hard yeah it's pretty it's early on this is early on so i derp around and collect every single coin in a trash Mm -hmm. can you can find but you could easily blaze through it and get to her very quickly and really, the whole first portion of the game, your main mission is just to get Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. That's, your, that's your goal. Wipe away the debt. She's the job. Wipe away the debt. Bring us the girl. And so you know that you will be meeting her eventually, but you don't know really anything else about her or about who she is. And as you get to Monument Island, which is this giant statue of the Angel Columbia where she's being kept, you learn more about her. For example, you don't immediately understand that she's kept prisoner, in the Statue of Columbia. She's not really there by choice. They have her locked up there. And she doesn't really know that. She doesn't really know that she's that forcibly cut off from the outside world, but she knows that I'm stuck here and I want to get out there. And as you enter Monument Island, you know, you've been fighting waves of guys this whole time just to get to Monument Island, to get to where Elizabeth is. And as you initially enter Monument Island, which you would think would be like a tourist attraction almost, that's kind of what it sounds like. And there are signs around the city that are like, oh, Monument Island temporarily closed by order of Mm. Comstock. So it's like it probably used to be something like that, but now it's essentially a prison. And as you enter it, you realize it's not so much just a cage as it is a research facility. Mm. The minute you walk in, one of the first things you see is this really disturbing wall-sized chart that is the size of a very young baby girl, and then a middle-aged, you know, adolescent girl, Mm -hmm. and then a teenage girl, and then a full-sized woman. And it's like, the timeline of the specimen, mm. like everything that you see refers to who you know is Elizabeth to be the specimen. And as you keep going through, you're finding all of this busted out electrical where you find voxophones, so there's little voice recordings mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. and one of them is from a janitor in the facility essentially, and he's basically saying, man, these scientists, they don't know what they got they don't know if they should be terrified and run, or if they should keep going. They got the tiger by the tail, and they don't know what to do with it. Mm. And everything that you encounter leading up to the top of the tower really reinforces that. Uh, there's this one particular point. I'm pretty sure you probably didn't pick up on this. I <laughs> <laughs> um, insulted all over tonight. In
1: your defense, I've remembered 0% yeah, of things yeah. you've said so no, far. Th- and this
2: is actually, <laughs> so there's a reason for this. I was very surprised by it, because yeah. this is the type of thing that normally doesn't make it into video games ever Mm -hmm. at all is you find basically a container like a big container with three different columns and they each contain an item of elizabeth's Mm. and it has like a teddy bear Mm, and on the pedestal it says teddy bear you know uh age specimen mm -hmm. age four or something like that and you can push this button and something happens and the teddy bear changes colors so you know that whatever they're doing they're running tests on it the second item, I think, is something very benign. It's like, a, it's a diary. It's a book or a diary. And you touch the book or the diary's button, and it turns green or whatever. And it, that one's like, oh, age 10. And then this one really kind of reinforced, at least for me, the super weirdness and ultra invasion of privacy. The third item is a used menstrual pad. Oh. I don't I know don't if know you, because it's, it's, actually they kind of get around it by referring to it as a monarchy which is a really old school term mm. for the basically first time a girl has her period. Mm. And it's just like, really? Yeah, yeah, you took really, her used, you took her used menstrual pad, age 13, put it in a little container and are using it for experiments. Mm-hmm. Now I was like, that's wow. weird. Cause as a girl, you're like, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a blood stained pad. I know exactly what that <laughs> thing is. And then, so you keep going and everything reinforces this idea that something very, very dangerous and unknown lives in this tower. Eventually you get to this big room with this thing called the siphon. And it's full of like these giant uh speakers basically, these giant speakers and these weird mechanical siphons and you can hear what sounds like a woman singing, but there's all of this energy getting siphoned off into this machine and you're like what does this mean? And then there's like charts on the wall that are like dangerous levels reached and it's got like crazy bar graphs and crap. And juxtapose that with, you eventually get to the top of the tower, and you actually see Elizabeth for the first time through a one-way mirror. So you can see her, but she can't see you. And you're like, that's just a normal girl. She's like holding a picture of Paris, Mm -hmm. and she's like, oh man. She, like, gets a paper cut, and she's like, Mm "Ow!" like everybody who gets a paper cut. Right. And then when you eventually get to the point right before you actually meet her, it's this beautiful scene where you open up the one-way mirror window, and you can see her standing uh, in a library, like, looking out over this giant, beautiful window looking out over Columbia. And she just looks so peaceful and Mm -hmm. calm, and you're like this can't be something's going on here. Mm -hmm. Everything leading up to the setup is just fantastic. Mm -hmm. And really that's kind of the introduction that I'm talking about here. It's just everything leading up to eventually meeting Elizabeth. And even when you meet her, you're like, man, she's so cool. She's
1: she is. awesome. Yeah, I do remember I thinking her. she was a great character, and it's super. Like, I know. And, yeah, she I love her. Had those powers exactly. and you her
2: know, little abilities. Yeah, to tear she really helps you. All. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah but, awesome. I remember like her bringing cover in for me and stuff.
2: Yeah, it's crazy stuff. No, she'll like she, she's, she like, keep...
1: time rips. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah,
1: yeah. It's awesome. It's cool. I do need to really play that game because I remember about one percent of everything. You, you can just, just
2: replay uh, the first thirty minutes yeah, and totally get all of it.
1: That you're sort of explanation of leading up to a character actually goes right in line with uh, a character that was just recently revealed to me. So everyone knows, or not everyone, you, know, you guys know, <laughs> and maybe some listeners, that uh, I got Skyrim Remastered. Yes. Oh, yeah. One of the benefits of getting remastered for me is because I never got the DLC, I now have the DLC. Oh. Ah I know. And so,
2: that's why you wait! That's, that's why you, buy you wait!
1: Remasters. Listen up, kiddos. You always wait. Um, so... There is a... One of the DLCs that I got... So let me... I guess I'll back up a little bit. So I knew there was DLCs incorporated in Skyrim. And I was going to be like, I don't really want to just jump into those. I want to just really play back through Skyrim and play it as I did and sort of have that same experience. Maybe a little different, but whatever. I was like, I'll wait on the DLCs. I'll do those later. However, the way they incorporate the DLC is really interesting. One of the... So Whiterun is really the first city that you go to or that you're supposed to go to. And I can't remember if it's on the first entrance into it or the second entrance. But basically, and I was like, God, I don't remember this. You know what I mean? I was like, I really yeah. don't remember this. Well, you
2: feel like something's out of place. Yeah, I Like when in, I applied Twilight Princess HD and everything and it was, was, was reversed. Flipped, and I was
3: and
1: like, no! Like, it feels weird. <laughs> yeah, I walked in and there's these two or three people with these weird masks on like bone masks and something i would never seen before in skyrim these orange robes and they're like they come up to you and they start talking to you and they're like um are you such and such um we heard the graybeards call your name up top like you're the new dragonborn is that right and you're like i don't yeah at this point i don't think you know what's really going on you're not supposed yeah. to at you'll be like uh yeah i don't know they said my name <laughs> i mean i'm downplaying this but it's, it's more cool than that <laughs> and uh they're like, right, I'll then die. And so, oh. they, yeah, so they all start oh, attacking me. And of course, you know, the guards are in white running-you're fine. You, yeah. they end up dying. But you search Good. their bodies and you find a note. And it's you 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 find out that they're these cultist people. Ooh. And the note, I can't really actually remember the note, but it's something that has to do with, did you kill this dragonborn guy? You know, he's he's a false prophet, sort of thing. And you're like, well, I'm like I don't remember this at all. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's really been a while since I played Skyrim. That is this introduction of the DLC, and I ignored it for a while, and then on accident I went down to um, not maybe Markarth. Is, no, I don't know where I went. Where the uh, Morthal, are, I think I don't know. It's this. Uh, maybe it's Markarth, but it doesn't matter. You can get a boat and you get on the boat and, you, and I've never did this before. I was talking to the captain. You know, he was like, yeah, I'm going to go. Or he's like, I just got back from Solstead. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And uh, I'm never going back there. And then you're like, oh, I really want to go. I'm like, why do I even want to go? Like, where is this Solstead? I'm never, like, is this is, is this even in Skyrim? This is in Morrowind. So the the... DLC is or this particular one takes place in like an island off of Morrowind in between Morrowind and Skyrim. So it's oh, really cool yeah, and I was cool. like oh Morrowind which is wood elves it's like the el- elven territory yeah. right wood elves so I'm like going back home. And uh, so I well, that's why you wanted to get back so bad. Yeah, I was like but I did it. I was like god it, it was really funny. I was like I don't remember any of this. I was like
0: I don't remember <laughs> You didn't know
1: really. you you'd swim no into the <laughs> DLC. That's how it, they sort <laughs> that's of nice. That's cool. nice. there in a really really subtle yeah. cool way. And I was like god, you know so that's really interesting so basically i get to uh solstead i've read this letter and the mission is i'm supposed to find this guy named Mirak, and no one knows really who he is so uh, kind of going in line with elizabeth's introduction i get to solstead and i'm talking to everybody and you can talk to all these npcs like a regular rpg and i'm asking them all these questions are you have you heard of Mirak? do you know where Mirak is? and everyone has a very similar answer. They're always, yeah, yeah, I do. oh wait no i I don't think I do. No. Well, wait a minute, oh. you do you don't yeah, <laughs> that name sounds familiar, like it was from a dream,
2: like, like everyone' been brainwashed. This really
1: weird oh. sort of like, oh yeah, I know you. Oh, wait a wait actually i I can't see him, but that name that you know so it, I like it, that. it's haunting it's it's yeah. strange, he's sort of invaded people's consciousness in a very strange way and uh you eventually get enough information that he might be at this tower so you go up and it's a really long trek through this new island and that i've never been to before and you get up there and right before you even get up there, you can hear this hammering just like a bunch of hammers and you look up and it's this tower but it's unfinished it's under construction and there's all these characters these npcs that are just And like you know, I'm coming up with my bow drawn and stuff. Like every time I see anybody, I'm like, you know, I don't trust. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Trust nobody in Skyrim.
2: Meanwhile, I'm like friends. (laughs) Yes,
1: friends. (laughs) Hey. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, you go up to him and you. You can't even talk to them. They're just hammering, and they're like, got to finish the building, got to finish the building. It's this weird, brainwashing, eerie thing that they are all under this spell, except for one woman. And you go up to her, and she's like, thank God you're here, you need to help me, we need to go out, we need to go down and figure out uh, what Murek's up to. So this is his temple, and this is something that he's getting constructed for himself. Basically, you go down this really long-ass temple... And it's got it gets creepier and creepier the further you go down. You re- it does a good job, and Skyrim always does a good job of like the dungeon feels long and, and low. But this one especially, the winding stairwells that go down, 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 down. I so love you, those. Yeah, you really go down far, and it really takes a long time before you get there. And eventually, you get to this room, and it's this it feels like you're at the bottom of this dungeon, right? It's like the very bottom, and there's this book that's open, and you approach it, and you read it. And, again, you don't know where Mirak is. You haven't seen him. You read, once you read the book, like, then this sort of time-split thing happens, and you go to this other world, and there's Mirak. And he's not just, like, chilling. He is in, like, this what feels like a thunderstorm of dragons and bad oh. dude enemies. And he's got this crazy-ass armor on, and you realize he is an old Dragonborn. So basically in Skyrim, oh. Dragonborns are like this rare thing that never happens because you are Dragonborn is like 1 in a million, you right. know. And now you're meeting for the first time another Dragonborn and you see the effects of a Dragonborn going to the dark side. Oh. And it's like he's got this That's dragon cool. behind him. It's like a pet, it looks like a pet dragon and it's like and you can't even move. He's easily, like, destroying you. Like, he's come in, and he's, like, bow down. And you're, like, you know, you can't do anything. And your controller's vibrating and all <laughs> that. You know, you're like, oh, wow, this guy's powerful. And uh, it's just a really cool sort of the introduction of everyone's, like, I know who he is, but I yeah. don't know who he is. You, you immediately get this thing, this sort of not really understanding of this guy is a real mystery to a lot of people yeah. and so to have the re- so I thought the reveal was great I thought it did that's a really good awesome. job that's you pretty know, sweet yeah and Skyrim doesn't have a lot of those moments that are that epic I mean Alduin this dragon and is pretty interesting um, another dragon fuck what the what's his name he's basically at the top uh, he's at the throat of the world the top Jeff? of the mountain yeah it's Jeff
3: <laughs> Jeff the dragon Jeff hey, the hey what's dragon. going on <laughs> what's um, up y'all <laughs>
1: But you know, Skyrim, I think for the most part, they have fine introductions, but this one I thought was really interesting and really new for me. And oh, just that's to see this cool pet dragon and him all this all powerful guy was really, really cool. Nice. And just like I said, the whole introduction leading up to him was Excellent. really creepy. That's
0: pretty awesome. Yeah, it was good. And that's cool and that's and, cool how you were able to like stumble upon discovering yeah. him well, and the, not,
1: and that's you know, as, you know as Elder Scrolls is you play the game everyone has a different experience playing the game right. and so I was lucky to sort of yeah just stumble upon this and, and it, it worked out in its favor to like, right and it, it could to to be something
0: that's so cool yeah, and little, to have a and to really re, uh, you respond well to it because yes. of how much you've you knew the that game being already being
1: you know I that was the last thing I did you know so I don't know what's going to happen Ooh. I'm sure we'll fight at some point but yeah I, I haven't finished it that was my introduction to him and then we ran away and uh, yeah, I, would to yeah, I would too if you're immediately
0: just like oh he's way stronger than yeah, you this yeah, does yeah, not he's like, seem they're, smart they're to destroying stay destroying me
1: and we, village, and we went to this girl's village and they have a big shield because they're scared you know good like wusses, good and uh, they're it's like good our to have powers good are weakening and I'm like island sucks I'm <laughs> <laughs> you it's a started. terrible <laughs> yeah. island yeah I always joke that I would be a bad dragonborn like I don't want to fight dragons I just want to you know have a house dragonborn please you must help us no no nope. not today nope. I'm, I'm, I'm Dragonborn and my be yeah. great friends yeah. but to humble wood elf
2: <laughs> <laughs> next to link the farmer it'll all be good
1: <laughs> so yeah Characters. nice lots of them lots, lots of
0: great introductions
2: lots of them <laughs> and we've only just scratched a the surface solid exit yeah
0: <laughs> bye everybody yeah. no peace But yeah, so those are some of our favorite character introductions. Uh, So please let us know what some of your favorites are. We'd love to hear about it. Send us an email at teamchatpodcastgmail.com or write on our Facebook wall. Send us a tweet. All those cool ways of getting in touch with each other on the interwebs these days. Comment on the YouTube video. On the YouTube video. On the YouTubes. (laughs) But... Yeah, so you can do that by sending us an email, g- <laughs> teamchatpockets at gmail.com, finding us on Facebook, Twitter, teamchatpockets, Any, subscribe to
1: us on YouTube. I was going to say, I know there's some, we probably still have a number one, or like an honorable mention at this point.
0: Yeah, we, we kind of do. Mine was going to actually be, I won't, won't go super into it, my, my last one was going to be, we just gone too long, we must <laughs> we must draw this episode to a close. But mine was going to be the, your, the actual player character in Dragon Age Inquisition.
2: Oh, oh. You, uh, you just started yeah. that game, right? Yeah. seems uh, no, they,
0: confused.
1: they
2: just call you Inquisitor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Inquisitor. They're like, oh, Inquisitor. And it's like, shut up, plebs! <laughs> <Well, laughs> shut up, plebs! I really liked I'll his,
0: his because it's a little bit different.
2: I'm a lady. Thank you very much. God. In,
0: like Dragon Age Origins, <laughs> you chose your race, you chose your gender and all that. And then you, based on your opening choice, it would give you a different origin story. Yeah. This one, you have the same...
2: That's what I got origin the feeling story.
0: And it's just cool how it immediately gives you the idea. You immediately know within the first few minutes, why do I have this mark on my hand that can close these rifts? Why was this uh, meeting between mages and Templars destroyed? Why was the divine... Uh, Justinia killed, and all these will all these huge questions. Will Cassandra marry
2: me? Will,
0: oh my god, that was the first I, question. That I That I was the first
2: question I had. I was like, Cassandra, marry me.
0: Will you? Will you be mine, Game Cassandra? She was like, No, do. I'm too good for you. And, and if I'm Cassandra, like, and if Cassandra true. says, yes, I agree. If Cassandra <laughs> says no, I'll be like, Varrick, what's up? Do this. No, oh. like, will yeah.
2: be like, I'm married to Bianca. I can't.
0: <laughs> i be like, I can share. I'm can I'm fine to share. Sounds painful, but. But yeah, so did you guys have any? Um, I was gonna do the
1: flood from Halo One. Oh, those oh. are good. I don't think you've gotten to yet.
0: I've gotten to. The, I mean, I've experienced the flood in
1: Halo Two, Halo three, Two and three, three, but not not in Halo the One. The introduction of the flood in Halo One has always been one of my favorite nice. character introductions. It Halo really, One, Halo throwback. One, yeah, Dang. well, you know, I talk about it enough. <laughs> but uh, it really the dynamics of the the Covenant sort of fleeing. This like uh, they're other running force. past you and you're like, and you think running
0: away? Yeah, yeah you yeah, think you, the covenant's the big bad I mean, out there? Exactly. The whole yeah. time
1: you get misdirected the like covenant's the worst thing in the universe, and then you know the, this flood and the way they Not do it, is, it's a tonal shift that is great because it plays like a horror movie. Matches Ooh. really
2: well with the meme. Bitch, you thought? Yes.
1: That's, that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought. But yeah that, that, that
2: should that. be the floods tagline. I I Have <laughs> did did
1: you played? You haven't done Halo two you played Halo 2. i played parts of Halo 2. Gravemind. I was thinking about doing Gravemind, which is basically the Flood's mind. And it's really poetic. And
0: Don't you run into Gravemind in Halo 3? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. So I knew, I knew uh, of Gravemind. Yeah, you do. Yeah,
1: yeah you do. Okay. It's re- he's really poetic and uh, sort not menacing, but just, yeah, he, he speaks in like riddles.
2: Ooh, he's cool. I like it. He's cool nice. Guy. I like
0: it. Do you have an honorable mention?
2: I was going to talk a lot about uh, Skyward Swords Girahim, actually. Oh, really? But you might actually someday play it. So I don't I want to give too much away. I had that thought too late, and then I was like, oh, shit. I hope we don't have time for all three. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> nah, but if you did. He's an Austrian. He really, so well, he's, he's,
2: he's Skyward Swords He's Skyward Swords Zant. Oh, okay. He really is okay. kind of the uh, demi bad. Okay, okay. He's like the step down from the big, big bad. But he really is like the villain. a pretty interesting guy? Oh, or... he is so cool. interesting. I cool. could definitely talk a lot about him, so I'll just save it. Save it. I'll save it for another time. I'll find a way. I'll find a there way. Are a there, the that yeah, we'll, there are a lot we'll of characters out there in the video gaming world.
0: There are a lot of cool ways that they were introduced. We'll probably hit on this oh, topic again someday. Oh, great.
2: All you have to do is play the first Dungeon Man. I do uh, Oh, I'll know. Oh. Right. Ooh,
0: there you go. You, do you could do that tonight.
2: You could do that tonight.
1: turn that Wii on. It's easy. Yeah. I had a topic idea while we were talking. Should I say it? Yeah. Online like Do it. Yeah, go ahead. Welcome to Best the team chat meeting. video game advertisements. Ooh, Commercials ooh, or something like that. I like that. that. Would that be good? That, that would be fun. Write that down. Be, good be fun. Give me my pen. Give, Give me, me my pen. pen back. <laughs> Give me my pen. Because I have a lot of ones that I That's really like. That's a good like. one. Yeah, and it would be fun too. My yeah.
2: obscure games don't really get, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> get the uh, marketing push that these other ones get. So they, they You guys make, wouldn't know about it. They me. don't make don't the TV. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Well, yeah, so again, let us know your favorite character introductions out there that you've come across in your gaming exploits, let us know through email, social media, or comment on our YouTube. But before we go, we do have to get our oh, hint shit. from Zach. I <laughs> don't, don't
1: have anything. <laughs> no, no, let me think. Let me he's,
0: got he's got, got it. <laughs> he Jared me Jared he's got, got it. He told me he's
1: got it. He's got it. He's got it right. he said he did. <laughs> yeah, I do have it. Okay. All right, so um, hit us with it. The hint is because Guitar Hero's too
0: hard because guitar hero (laughs) is too hard all right okay well (laughs) stick around after we do our close to hear the segment of that song and just so uh old and new listeners know we made some changes to how the youtube videos play out so now we have like a fun little end screen instead of just that has you know where you can click on other episodes to go watch and listen or subscribe, subscribe. to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe hey. and tell your friends. Yeah. So. But uh, the music is playing under that screen. Yeah. Before, it showed yeah. just the cover art of the episode and the music played, but I wanted to change it to make it a little more interactive. Yeah. So so no one gets confused. You hear the music. That's the music you're supposed to be hearing. Yeah. So uh, listen to that. Contest starts Wednesday, 9 a.m. Send in your guesses to the facebook or the twitter comment on youtube as well first person to guess correctly gets to send us a song hint and a song sample for a future episode so give it your best shot let us know what you think this song is for when guitar hero is too hard guitar hero is too hard because
1: because 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 guitar Guitar hero Hero is too is too hard
0: all right ladies and gentlemen well that concludes episode 51 of team chat podcast until next time I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Peace out. And to my left, Zachary Parks. Adios.